What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Rineker, Justin Charles, John Nye, and Josh All. What's up, Browns fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Dogs Podcast presented by Omaha Steaks. Mother's Day is just one week away, everybody. You're going to be grilling out. You're going to have a get together. You're going to have family, maybe some friends over you want to celebrate. The special mothers in your life get Omaha Steaks. Right now, go to omahasteaks.com. Use promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, for $20 off and free shipping on orders over $129 or more. Josh, with you here on a Sunday. And I want to talk about Andrew Barry, the Browns GM, because there has been a lot of debate amongst Browns fans that I've seen online it's been all over our comments section, YouTube, Twitter, everywhere. A lot of people not big fans of Andrew Barry, and then there's also a lot of people who love Andrew Barry. So I just want to dive in to what Andrew Barry has actually done for the Cleveland Browns. Now, this is going to be part one of a two-part video series about Andrew Barry. So today we're going to go over the free agent signings and trades that Andrew Barry has done, put together for the Cleveland Browns since he has become the Browns general manager. Now, on the next video on part two, I will go over the draft picks that Andrew Barry has made. And I've got a spreadsheet that I've built that I put together myself with a formula to kind of calculate what sort of value each draft pick has, I guess, given the Browns since it was made. So it's a very interesting uh, deep dive into all the moves Andrew Barry has made, everything he's done for the team, and whether or not he's actually performed well or not so well as the Browns general manager. So before we get into that, I'm going to go right back to the Omaha Steaks thing real quick, guys. I was talking to somebody in our dog pack group, and they were asking me personally, like, are Omaha Steaks really you know as great as you guys say they are? And I told them, Yes, absolutely. I I always have Omaha steaks in my freezer. Like I've got boxes and boxes of food from Omaha steaks stocked in the freezer right now. And the important thing to note for me anyway is, you know, the relationship with Omaha steaks as a sponsor of this program, they didn't reach out to, to us. I reached out to them and asked them if we could strike a partnership with them because I knew how great the food was. And I don't want to promote a product to all of you listeners of this show if I don't believe in the product, if I don't like it myself, if I if it's a garbage product, why would I want to try to, you know, tell you guys how great it is? That's that's not what I want to do. So I like to strike up partnerships with companies that have good reputations, good products, and I feel will really resonate with you. And I know you guys like to grill. I know you guys like to eat steak and burgers and chicken and you know, all that good stuff, everything that Omaha Steaks has to offer. So that's my push for that. There will not be an ad read later in the show. 
because I just did all that. So appreciate everybody listening. Again, omahasteaks.com, promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S. So let's talk about the Cleveland Browns general manager, Andrew Barry. Andrew Barry just recently turned 36 years old. He is a Harvard graduate. He just recently turned 36 years old. He's a Harvard graduate with a bachelor's degree in economics, and he has a master's degree in computer science, and he also played college football for Harvard. I believe he was a defensive back for Harvard when he was in college. So he has football experience along with his economics degree, which I think plays a big role into the moves that he makes. This is his actual second stint with the Cleveland Browns. He was hired as the vice president of player personnel in 2016. He was in that role until 2018. And then in 2019, the Philadelphia Eagles hired Andrew Barry to be their vice president of football operations before the Cleveland Browns gave him the general manager job in 2020 when he was 32 years old. That made him the youngest general manager in NFL history at that time. So the Browns obviously liked Andrew Barry. They loved him, in fact, because he was with the team before in a different role. And they saw the future and the potential that Andrew Barry had. And they brought him right back. Because remember, when he was here the first time, that was in 2016, that had been four years before that, he would have been 28 years old. Think about that. How old are you watching this video or listening to this show on audio? I mean... Andrew Barry was a very young man in a very crucial, important decision-making role for the Cleveland Browns before he was even the GM. And then he goes on to Philadelphia, takes a role with them for a season, and the Browns are like, nope, we have got to bring you back in like the most important role as far as player personnel goes, and we're going to bring you in as the general manager at age 32. Now, I'm 33, almost 34, so, you know, Andrew Barry was just a little bit younger than I am now whenever he took over the general manager role. That's a huge responsibility for somebody that young. But at the same time, you know, this is what Andrew Barry was built for. This is what he what he worked for in his career to be in this position, to have this opportunity. And he has really taken advantage of it. So, like I said at the open, what I want to do is I want to talk about in this video, in part one, let's go through the trades that Andrew Barry has made since he has been the general manager. And we'll talk about not all the free agent signings, because you got to remember, these these GMs, these front offices, they sign players all the time. They, they're, they're signing practice squad guys, you know, elevating, releasing, waving, re-signing, adding to this list or whatever. So the moves are endless. They're constantly making moves. But I'm going to go through the key ones, the key free agent signings, that have contributed to the Browns since Andrew Barry's been the GM. And we're going to walk through the trades that he's made. So uh, let's start with the trades, though. Before I do, I do want to remind everybody real quick that here for all you folks in Ohio, we have an awesome limited time promo for the DraftKings, new DraftKings users. Deposit and place a $5 wager on any sport to get $150 instantly added to your account in bonus bets. Win or lose. All you have to do is use our code the dogs, all one word, at sign up to redeem. Using our code, the dogs, it's a great way to support the podcast. So if you don't have a DraftKings account yet, do us a solid. Sign up with the code, the dogs, and place that first bet. New customers only, 21 and older. 
physically present in Ohio. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Valid one offer per customer. Minimum $5 deposit and $5 wager required. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets and expire seven days after being awarded. See full terms at DraftKings.com. So Andrew Barry's trades. Let's start with the trades. So in 2020, when he, you know, he was coming in as the new general manager of the Browns, kicked over a seventh round pick to Denver for fullback Andy Janovich. Now, if you remember, Andy Janovich was a key part in the Browns running game because we were building an offensive line at the time because before Andrew Barry came in, the offensive line was kind of garbage. Uh, it just was not good. Now, looking back 2020 vision, a lot of those sacks and pressures and things that were given up were in part due to Baker Mayfield and you know his tendencies behind the line of scrimmage. But at the same time, the offensive line just really was not that good. We were trying to reinforce the running game. So a seventh-round pick for a great fullback to, to deploy in that running game, that was a pretty good move, I feel like. I, we thought that at the, at the time. So then he goes and he trades a third-round pick, a seventh-round pick to New Orleans. Now that third-round pick, essentially what we were doing, we moved back 14 spots. And in return for that, we drafted Jordan Elliott. Okay, so maybe not the best pick. And then we also picked up a 2021 third. So we traded a third and a seventh for two thirds. And the second third round pick was Anthony Schwartz. So that trade was not very good if you look back on it. So we traded a third and a seventh to get Jordan Elliott and Anthony Schwartz. Those two players have not panned out whatsoever for the Browns. Those two players are probably not going to be on the roster this year. Okay, now remember, this is still Andrew Barry's first year as the GM. He traded a second-round pick to the Colts to move back three spots in the second round. We picked up a fifth-round pick in that move. So we traded a second-round pick to the Colts, picked up... So we traded a second-round pick to the Colts to essentially swap seconds, and we picked up a fifth-rounder in the deal. That second-round pick, we moved back three spots to, to draft Grant Delpit. So far, that looks like a good move. Grant Delpit has been a very good safety for the Browns. The fifth-round pick, we took Nick Harris. Jury is out on Nick Harris. I know a lot of Browns fans don't feel that way. They are just straight up out on Nick Harris. Now, the Browns, on the other hand, as far as we know, and as far as the team's moves have told us, they love Nick Harris because last year they cut, I think I think J.C. Treader was our starter at the center position for five years, a great, solid veteran player at the center of that offensive line. And they cut him because they felt confident enough in Nick Harris's development and his role on the team to be the starting center for the Browns. So, you know, I know we took Luke Whipler in the sixth round this year's. Um, it does not mean that Nick Harris is gone. It does not mean that he is cut. It just means that we've added more depth to the O-line. It'll be interesting to see what the Browns do with Nick Harris. But by all accounts, by their moves and, and the signaling of the team, they like him. So then Andrew Barry flipped a fifth-round pick to Jacksonville for safety Ronnie Harrison. Now, Ronnie Harrison started at safety for the Browns for three seasons. So Andrew Barry flipped a fifth-round pick for a three-year starter at safety. And, I mean, by Ronnie Harrison didn't play bad for the Browns. It's, it's really hard to evaluate the defensive performances of some of these players, most of these players, over the last three years because defensive coordinator Joe Woods didn't do these guys any favors whatsoever. And we have talked about that at length. So to get a starting or a starting safety for three seasons for a fifth round pick, that was a good trade by Andrew Barry. Okay. He then traded a 2021 second and third round pick to Carolina. 
The 2021 second round pick was to move up seven spots. We were at 59. He moved up seven spots to 52 to draft JOK. And then the fourth rounder that we got in that trade from Carolina, we ended up later trading to the Detroit Lions. So that fourth round pick that we then traded to the Lions, we packaged that with a seventh round pick. And in return, we got a fifth round pick, which we took Tony Fields Jr., a 2022 fourth, which we traded to the Vikings in a package that netted us Jerome Ford and Isaiah McGuire. So, you know, with these draft picks, Andrew Barry has maneuvered his way around the draft very well to take. Now, some of these players, obviously, we're not going to say are are great players or home run hits or anything like that. But, you know, Tony Fields was not drafted to be a starting linebacker. He has played, you know, reasonably well in his limited opportunities. Nothing extraordinary, but also he hasn't been horrible. Running back Jerome Ford is obviously the Browns think he's good enough to not draft a running back this season, not bring back Kareem Hunt, and not sign any other free agent running backs as of yet. There will be more coming this summer, but right now they're they're good with Jerome Ford as the backup running back in this offense. And Isaiah McGuire we just took who... I, McGuire could be a, a, a starting defensive end opposite Miles Garrett. Maybe not this year, but by next year, the, the kid has some real talent. So th- this move right here, the, this trade, really got the Browns some decent players. And one thing that you're going to notice as I go through the rest of this, this list and these players, Andrew Barry, I should have said this at the top of the video, Andrew Barry does not so far in his four drafts now with the Browns does not draft for starting positions because he doesn't have to. He signs and trades for his starting positions. Now, is that a is that a good philosophy? Is that a bad philosophy? Let's look at it this way. How many seasons do you remember the Browns drafting for starters? We go into the NFL draft saying, okay, we've got we've got holes at these five or six starting positions. We need to fill them in the draft. How well does that work out? Especially whenever you know, you might only have just the one first-round pick, the one second-round pick. You're not drafting starters on any sort of consistent basis whatsoever in the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh rounds. The Cleveland Browns couldn't even draft competent starters in the first round of the draft most of the time. So Andrew Barry has come in with a completely different approach, and whenever I go through the roster here toward the end of this video, you will see just how he has assembled what could possibly be right now the best roster this team has had maybe since it ever, you know, since 99, since they came back, definitely within the last 10 years or so. This is the best roster we've had, and it's not being put together through the draft. So Andrew Barry takes the approach of, I'm going to go out and trade for or sign proven talent. Guys that I know what they can do on an NFL field, what they've shown they are capable of. When you're drafting guys out of college, it's a crapshoot, man. No, nothing is a sure thing. There's no sure bet coming out of the NFL draft. Bryce Young could be a total bust. We have no idea. You are drafting players on hope and a prayer. And Andrew Barry does not build the Browns roster on hope and a prayer, which me personally, I'm grateful for that. All right, so let's dive back into these trades that he has made. So now we're kind of moving into the more recent trades. And you, you kind of can see the progression here of Andrew Barry, his his philosophy has not 
changed as far as the trades that he makes, but his savvy is getting better. So in 2022 here, or last season, he traded a fifth-round pick to Dallas for wide receiver Amari Cooper, who was a 1,000-yard receiver, led the Browns in receiving last season, and uh, it was a six-round pick swap. We, we essentially got Amari Cooper for a fifth-round pick, and we just traded nine spots with the Dallas Cowboys in the draft. He traded Mac Wilson to the New England Patriots for Chase Winovich, and then he traded the big one, the big trade that will be debated for ever, I'm sure. Unless the Browns end up winning the next three Super Bowls, this will never not be a debate amongst Browns fans, so just get used to it. Pick your side, know why you believe what you believe, and just roll. 2022, 2023, 2024 first-round picks, a 2023 third-round pick, and a 2024 fourth-round pick sent to the Houston Texans in exchange for quarterback, three-time Pro Bowl quarterback, Deshaun Watson, and we also got a 24 fifth-round pick in return. So that was a huge trade. The Cleveland Browns have never made a trade like this before. We have never given up multiple first-round picks. We covet those first-round picks just so we can essentially blow them. That's, that's been the trend. And we got the absolute best quarterback available. These Players like this do not come available very often. And you're certainly not going to get a franchise quarterback in free agency. They don't hit free, or they don't hit free agency. And, you know, Andrew Barry said, what do I need these first round picks for? He's only made one, or I'm sorry, he's only made two first round picks before that. And it was Jed Wills and Greg Newsom. Two starter since they were rookies for the Browns so decent picks good picks but we don't need them we need a quarterback in the worst way so he went out and he got one and you know whatever side of the debate you're on just just make sure you understand why you feel the way you do okay in the 2022 NFL draft he traded pick 44 in the second round to the Houston Texans again Move back, we got a third-round pick, which we used on Martin Emerson. Great pick. We got a fourth-round pick in exchange, which we used on Perrion Winfrey. Well, you know, toward the end of last year, that was looking like a, it was going to end up being a good pick. Now, we are very questionable about that. And he got a second fourth-round pick last year, which he used to take Cade York. You know, Cade York didn't have the rookie season that Browns fans were hoping for the kicker, but... We will see. I it's it's hard to judge, especially a, a rookie kicker on one season. Now, if if there's no improvement this year, that's going to be a very poor pick in a four, in the fourth round. But the Browns needed a kicker. He was the best kicker in the draft. They went out. Andrew Barry made sure we got the kicker. So, also last season in the 2022 NFL draft, we traded a fourth round pick. Two of the Minnesota Vikings in exchange, we got a fifth round pick, which we used on Jerome Ford. Again, I've already talked about Jerome Ford. And we got a 2023 fourth round pick this season, which like I mentioned earlier, we used on Isaiah McGuire. So right now that trade looks like it's paying pretty good dividends. We traded cornerback Troy Hill to the Rams. In exchange, we got a fifth round pick, which we used on Dorian Thompson Robinson, DTR, the quarterback out of UCLA. That is a controversial pick. But we have detailed why we think it was important for the Browns to identify who they wanted their backup quarterback to be on a rookie deal. Something, a position of under-the-radar importance that the Browns do not have to worry about for the next four seasons. We traded a 2023 second-round pick, pick 42, to the New York Jets 
Again, an example of Andrew Barry saying, I have draft capital. I have a second round pick. And I can use that second round pick on a crapshoot on hope and a prayer that I can find a wide receiver in the second round that'll pan out. Or I can just move that second round pick to a team for a guy that's shown on the field that he's got proven NFL talent. We bring in wide receiver Elijah Moore. And we also get a third round pick in the deal pick 74, which we use on Cedric Tillman. So Andrew Barry turned pick 42 into not one, but two wide receivers that could pay huge dividends down the road. Well, this season and down the road for the Browns because they're young. They're both on rookie contracts. This is a long-term move for very good value. Elijah Moore, like I said, proven talent at the wide receiver position. And Cedric Tillman, you know, by a lot of analysts, he was ranked a lot higher than guys who went before him. The problem with Cedric Tillman is he dealt with injury, especially here in his last season in college, which pushed him down the board. He didn't have the stats in the production to really back up a higher draft capital investment by a team. So he falls to the Browns at pick 74, which it's just crazy that Andrew Barry turned that one pick into two solid wide receivers for this team. And then at the end of the draft, Andrew Barry took this Brown seventh round pick. Nobody on the board that we were too excited to to use that pick on. Sent it to Baltimore to get a sixth round pick next year. And if you remember, our sixth round pick this year was Luke Whipler, a center out of Ohio State. So Andrew Barry, and, and he also used a sixth round pick a few years ago on DPJ. Andrew Barry can use sixth round picks. We'll pick up an extra one for next year. Great move, in my opinion, by Andrew Barry. Okay, we're going to take a look now at some of the key free agents that Andrew Barry has brought into the team since he became the general manager for the Browns. But before we do, we're just going to take a quick break. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. All right, free agent signings Andrew Barry has made for the Browns since he came in as the GM. Let's go all the way back to the beginning. I'm going to read this list in the reverse order that I got it here, but we've got he signed, if you remember, linebacker B.J. Goodson was a Super Bowl-winning linebacker for the Green Bay Packers. Comes in. Now, as I go through this list, Goodson's a good example. You know, the the guys that Andrew Barry has brought in, He's brought in good players. That's that's the key point of this. Now, did they pan out in the role that they were expected to? Not all of them. No, absolutely not. It doesn't always work out that way. And you will see that a lot of these players are on the defensive side of the ball. And again, we can blame a lot of that on Joe Woods. But Joe Woods was also Kevin Stefanski's guy. Kevin Stefanski is Andrew Barry's guy. So if you follow the progression, you can also put the blame on Andrew Barry. When you're in that position, you got to take, you can, I'll give Andrew Barry the credit for our success. I will also give him the blame when things don't work out because of the coaching moves that he is allowed to happen under his, his time here at the general manager position. Just like there's a lot of people that want to uh, give Andrew, or not Andrew, give Kevin Stefanski a lot of the blame for all our losses. Well, if you look at our losses last year specifically, that was, that was defense and special teams that blew a lot of those games. It was not the offense. It was not the part of the team that Stefanski's managing on game day. But the blame does go to Kevin for the losses because it was his coaching staff that, that just was incompetent. But at the same time, you can't then turn around and not give him the credit for the games we did win. So if you're going to blame a guy 
for the bad things and for the losses, then you better give them the credit for the good things and the wins. Just my little soapbox right there. So anyway, BJ Goodson, Andrew Berry also then brought in tight end Austin Hooper. Now that didn't pan out, but at the time, that was a great signing because Hooper looked like an absolute up-and-coming steal at the tight end position. You know, time told a different story there. He signed quarterback, backup quarterback Case Keenum. Good move. We needed a, a solid backup quarterback behind Baker Mayfield. Brought in defensive tackle Andrew Billings. He brought in safety Andrew Sadejo, linebacker Malcolm Smith, safety John Johnson III. These are all guys that came in to be starters on this team. Again, like I mentioned before, not drafted. Andrew Barry wasn't drafting starters in the draft. Andrew Barry likes to draft depth and future starting potential. It's another thing we'll get into here in a video, I don't know, sometime here in the near future, about the offensive line of the future that has already been built in Cleveland. But anyway, Andrew Barry brings in guys for starting roles. B.J. Goodson, starting linebacker. Austin Hooper, starting tight end. Now, Case Keenum, obviously, he's the backup quarterback, but he was still a key signing for this team because that's, a, like I said with DTR, a position of importance for, for any NFL franchise. Defensive tackle Andrew Billings, thought to be a starting Defensive tackle, safety Andrew Sadejo, a solid starting safety before he came to the Browns and, of course, after he left the Browns, which goes back to Joe Woods. Linebacker Malcolm Smith, signed to be a starter. John Johnson III, signed to be a starter. The next season, defensive end Tack McKinley, signed to be a starter. Defensive tackle Malik Jackson, signed to be a starter. Cornerback Troy Hill, signed to be a starter. Defensive tackle Malik McDowell, signed to be a starter. Played well for the Browns when he was here. Quarterback Jacoby Brissett. Signed to be a backup with the knowledge that he was going to be the starter. Tackle Jack Conklin, signed to be the starter. Center Ethan Posick, signed to be a depth piece backup center because Nick Harris was uh, designated as the starting center for the Browns. But look what Ethan Posick turned into. The third-ranked center in 2022. Excellent, excellent pickup for the Browns. Now this season, defensive end Obo Aronquo, signed to be a starter. Defensive tackle Dalvin Tomlinson, starter. This is a little out of order, I apologize, but we signed defensive end Jadavian Van Clowney two seasons in a row, signed to be a starter. Safety, Juan Thornhill, signed to be a starter. A few seasons back, again, I'm sorry, a couple of these are out of order because we're re-signing guys. Anthony Walker was signed to be a starter at linebacker, and he was re-signed just now to be a starter at linebacker. Tight end Jordan Akins, under the radar, I don't think people are giving Jordan Akins, the tight end, the credit that he deserves. I don't think he's just a depth piece tight end. I think you're going to see a lot out of him in 2023. And then, of course, wide receiver Marquise Goodwin signed to be the guy that Anthony Schwartz failed to be. So those were, you know, some of the key free agent signings that Andrew Barry has brought in. So let's just, before I wrap this first video up, I want to look at the Browns' current starting roster as it stands today and how they were brought into this team. And I think everything I've talked about in this video the trades Andrew Barry has made, you know, during the offseason and during each draft, the free agents that he has brought in. This shows how Andrew Barry, over the last, well, we'll say three seasons because we're just in the fourth season right now of the uh, offseason. Look how he's built this team. So let's just start at the top, okay? Starting quarterback, Deshaun Watson. Andrew Barry traded for him. Running back. Nick Chubb. John Dorsey drafted him, but Andrew Barry's the one who gave him the team-friendly extension. 
to keep him on the Browns. Wide receiver Amari Cooper. Andrew Barry traded for him. Wide receiver Donovan Peoples-Jones. Andrew Barry drafted him in the sixth round. Wide receiver Elijah Moore. Andrew Barry just traded for him. Tight end David Njoku. John Dorsey drafted him, but Andrew Barry's the one who got the extension and the long-term deal done. Left tackle Jedrick Wills. Andrew Barry drafted him. Left guard Joel Batonio. Ray Farmer drafted him back in 2014, but Andrew Barry has since extended him. Center Ethan Posick, Andrew Barry signed him and has now re-signed him. Right guard Wyatt Teller, John Dorsey traded for him, but Andrew Barry extended him. Now let's flip over. So if you look right there, just before we go to the defense side of the ball, the offense, every single one of the, the designated starters right now on the depth chart for the Browns, Andrew Barry has either traded for, drafted, or extended to have on this team. All right, so let's move over to the defense. Defensive end, Miles Garrett. John Dorsey drafted him. Andrew Barry extended him. Defensive tackle, Dalvin Tomlinson. Andrew Barry signed him. Now, defensive tackle, Siaki Ika. I, you know, he's not listed anywhere as a starter on, on a depth chart, but if we're going to throw a name in for the second starting defensive tackle position at this moment in time on the current Cleveland Browns roster, it has got to be Siaki Ika. This is what Andrew Barry just drafted him for. Now, will he be the starter come day one in September when we kick the season off? Probably not since he's a rookie and defensive tackle is more of a, it's more difficult for rookies to transition from college to pro at that position compared to uh, you know, all the other positions. But Siaki Ika, by the end of the season, I think you're going to see him. I, I I really strongly believe in the talent and the development that Siaki Ika is going to experience here in year one. The second defensive end position, Oboa Ronquo, Andrew Berry signed him. Linebacker, JOK, Jeremiah Wusu-Kormoa, Andrew Berry drafted him. Key note, JOK is the only player that Andrew Berry has ever traded up in the draft to select. Linebacker Anthony Walker, we talked about. Andrew Berry signed him and has now re-signed him. Safety Grant Delpit, Andrew Berry drafted him. Safety Juan Thornhill, Andrew Berry just signed him. Cornerback Denzel Ward, John Dorsey drafted him, but A.B. extended him. Cornerback Greg Newsome and cornerback Martin Emerson, both drafted by Andrew Berry. So if we're looking at the defensive side of the ball, you know, for, and this is, this is what, and again, I'm sorry, another thing I should have mentioned earlier in the video Comparing some of this stuff to the John Dorsey era in Cleveland, the current starting roster, if you look at the defensive side of the ball, John Dorsey has only only had his hand in two of our current starters. And that would be, like I said, Denzel Ward and Miles Garrett. And whenever we look at the draft, there will be a lot of comparison between Andrew Barry's drafts and John Dorsey's drafts that I'm going to go through. And one key difference to keep in mind when we get to that video, to part two, will be noting that John Dorsey always had first-round picks to work with. Andrew Barry does not work with first-round picks. So the draft philosophy between these two GMs was completely different. John Dorsey was able to draft several of our key core players for the Cleveland Browns. Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward, Nick Chubb. Uh, David Njoku, but these are all players that while John Dorsey is responsible for getting them onto the Browns, Andrew Barry is responsible for keeping them on long-term deals that 
like in Nick Chubb's case, was very team-friendly. So on the offensive side of the ball, John Dorsey had his hand in, looks like, three of our starters. So that's five starters of the Cleveland Browns, 22 that we listed here, that John Dorsey had a hand in selecting. But Andrew Barry has done the rest of the work for the Browns roster that we have right now. So while John Dorsey did a very good job of turning things around in Cleveland, bringing in some good players. As we go through, and this is very evident whenever I get to the next video about the draft picks between these two GMs, John Dorsey did not select players that stuck with the Browns for very long. He, he hit on a few key guys, which is super important. That's the core of our team. But the rest of the draft picks, the the pieces that we hoped were depth pieces or future development, you know, that the guys could turn into starters. It just did not happen under John Dorsey. And you'll see that when we get to that video, like I said, but AB, I believe has just done an absolutely phenomenal job putting together this roster, everything he's done, the, the trades, while we went through some of these trades, like starting back in 2020, the, 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 he makes savvy trades. That's what he does. Like he, he knows how to turn one pick into two or three and then still get decent players with those picks. Now, it didn't start out so great. Like I said, with Jordan Elliott and Anthony Schwartz, kind of as those first two. But since then, the players that AB has flipped these picks for, that he's traded for just straight up with other teams, the Amari Cooper fleecing with Dallas, still to this day, probably my favorite trade in Browns history. I just, a fifth round pick for one of the best receivers in football. Uh, absolutely unreal. So again, this is, this is an Andrew Barry hype video. It really is. I'm telling you my opinion on Andrew Barry. I think he is the best GM the Browns have had. And I hope that he sticks with the Browns for a long time. I hope he continues to be the one building this roster because what he's doing, what he's building, and how he's doing it, I absolutely love. This is just one part of it. This is the trades, the free agent signings, the, the players that Andrew Barry has brought in to build this team to fill important, crucial starting positions. The next video, we will see the draft picks. I will go through. I will show you my spreadsheet my evaluations, the way that I calculated the the overall scores for every draft pick Andrew Barry has made, and I even did John Dorsey's drafts too, and we will compare them. We'll look at them, and it's just it's it's fun to to do a deep dive into these player personnel moves because, like I said at the top of the video, a lot of debate right now. Andrew Barry is he is he a great GM? Is he a bad GM? Is he making good moves, stupid moves, good picks, bad picks? Browns fans are all over the board as we always are and as we should be. There's no reason why we have to be lockstep with each other on everything. Having differing opinions and, and debates on everything revolving around our favorite team is critical because it gets us all thinking outside of our own box. But at the end of the day, all we want to do is see the Cleveland Browns win. We want to win a damn Super Bowl. And I think, I believe, Andrew Barry is on the path of building a roster and I think he's already built a roster capable of doing that. So again, thank you guys. Really appreciate you checking out the video. Please drop it a like and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. That really helps us out. YouTube Dog Pack, just 99 cents. Join the channel. Get your first uh, level one badge. A anyone who joined last month with a level one, you guys just got your level two badges or you're about to. Congratulations. Get in. 99 cents. Like I said, it's all it takes to support the channel. We really appreciate it. 
Omaha Steaks Mother's Day one week from now. Get yourself get get stuff ordered now. It will come this week if you order, but you got to order it soon, okay? Impress the people at your get together with Omaha Steaks. I promise you guys, you will not be disappointed with the quality of that food. It is amazing, and for the price, honestly, it's a great deal. So. Thank you, everybody. Have a great week. And until we talk to you again, let's go Browns. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at The Dogs Podcast. Get your thoughts on the show at thedogspodcast.com. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.